You will remember that we are continuing this uh, sermon series on friends and strangers, and uh, we never know where uh, it, a, a particular theme will lead us. And today we are reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 12 through 15. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. This is the word of God for the people of God. So I wonder if you remember the first time you came to this church. Now, I know for some of you it's been 60 years, Coral, 40 years. Uh, for some of you, maybe uh, you were brought here as a child, and it's like all I've ever known is this church. But for some of us, we are newer in coming to this church. I've been here now three years, and you know what they say, time flies when you're having fun. I love being here. I love being here. But what's interesting to me is when we first arrive, we're strangers, right? We don't know anybody at the church. Nobody at the church knows us. But at some point along the way, you're like, who is this weird little lady who thinks she's going to be our pastor? And then, you know, you're... You're doing the, I'm not a very good heart doer. You're doing the heart along the way. Somehow I've become a friend. And so I'm really interested in this idea that strangers become friends and somehow that's part of the work of God in our lives and in the world. And of course, in a world today that seems so divided and so struggling and so pointing fingers, it would make a lot of sense that we would want strangers more and more to become friends and sort of settle down some of that division and hatred that we see going around. Uh, you know, we have this thing where we're often afraid of strangers. We tell our kids for good reasons, to beware of strangers, but then somehow as we grow up, we keep that mentality. We're afraid of someone who is different, someone who's a stranger, or we're judging someone who is different, someone who is a stranger, and you know the word for that that we use is xenophobia, which comes from the Greek. Xenos, stranger, phobos, fear. That fear of the stranger and the scripture has an antonym, an opposite word at work for that, which is philosenia. Philosenia. Not sure how it's pronounced. And philos, philos, is that kind of brother and sisterly love that we see expressed in the Gospels. And, of course, 
xenos, stranger, the other, the foreigner sometimes. So it is love of friendship with the stranger. Philo, xenia. But I want to ask those of you especially who do a lot of Bible study, do you know how we translate this word philo, xenia, the friend, literally, of the stranger, the lover of the stranger? Does anybody know how that word actually gets translated from the Greek? Dale? Patty? Who else can I put on the spot? That word is hospitality. The opposite of the fear of the stranger is hospitality. The extending of kindness, the extending of ourselves, the getting to know other people who are at the first strangers is hospitality. And as you know, hospitality is one of the most important practices of the Christian faith. And we seem to be pretty good at this idea of hospitality. If you look at the scriptures, you'll find multiple examples of hospitality beginning as far back as the story of Abraham. You will remember that story where Abraham entertains angels unawares. Remember that? Three strangers passing by and Abraham jumps up and offers to feed them and, and to give them a place to rest and to give them something to drink. You remember that? But what's really remarkable about that passage, and we probably uh, usually forget this, is that God has already called and chosen Abraham and his people to be the special people of God. God has already set them apart in a covenant relationship. And in fact, just before this scene where the three strangers pass by, Abraham at the age of 75 or 77, and all the other men have been circumcised as a sign of the covenant. Now, you would think it would be awfully easy at that point to go, we have a special relationship with God. Who are you? But in fact, he extends hospitality. He is a friend of the stranger passing by. Now, in our scripture passage today from John, this is a really familiar kind of passage. A lot of us know this passage. There's that song, they will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yeah, you know that song. Okay. I, yeah, I promise not to sing for you. And so uh, we think of this passage and we think, yes, we're supposed to love one another as Christians. And that is true. But... If you trace out this chapter in John 15, it is sometimes referred to as a chain of love because it begins with the love that is shared between the Father and Son, between God and Jesus. In fact, the bond of love is the essence of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are held together by love. The glue of the Trinity is love and the kind of love that is 
self-giving love. God gives of God's own self in the form of Jesus. Well, then it picks up that Jesus then loves the people that he encounters, loves his disciples, yes, but he loves and shows hospitality toward all kinds of people. When was the last time you fed 5,000 people? Jesus did it all the time. And so Jesus, again, pours himself out on behalf of the people in the world. And now Jesus gives the command, okay, now it's up to you to love God and to love your neighbor. Now you need to pour yourself out on behalf of the world. You need to spread the chain of love now that brings us all together as beloved, as friends. Now, sometimes when we think of this command to love one another, we are now friends of Jesus. We are now to be lovers of the stranger the way Jesus was. And we think about it, well, that is about being inside the church, inside the walls, where we express love, and we're pretty good at that, and a church that doesn't do that is probably not reflecting God very well. But the thing is that when Jesus said this, there was no church. There were no walls. They were just out among the people in the world, and they were being told, now you have to flow outward with this kind of love of God. You need to make friends of the strangers in your midst. You need to be the one who extends the hospitality. It is about the way we love the world as God so loved the world. The message there is not to hide this away in the church, but to be those who share this, planting seeds with people we meet, even if they seem, well, I don't know, grumpy or uninterested or mean. Well, one of my favorite movies is a Swedish film, A Man Called Ove. O-V-E, I don't know how you pronounce it, I don't know Swedish. But in this movie, there is an elderly man who has lost his wife and is grieving, but he's mean and he's snippy and he's really judgmental. He walks around his little neighborhood enforcing the rules with people and he does this on a daily basis. He's just not a very nice guy. And then this young family moves in across from him. She is, uh, a, a, has immigrated from Iran. Her husband is Swedish. They have two little kids. And no matter what Ove says or does, she just kind of dishes it back to him. She doesn't care. She's, she's going to be kind toward him no matter what he says. She'll take him food and say, you probably haven't eaten. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've eaten a lot. And then he'll eat it, of course. So she just keeps on uh, trying to be a friend to Ove. And gradually he begins, of course, to come out of his shell. She keeps on uh, asking him to do things, and he doesn't want to do it, and then begrudgingly he helps her. And pretty soon you find them laughing together. You find her, her girls are hugging Ove. 
and he's beginning to connect with people, so much so that one of the interesting scenes is there's a young man in the neighborhood whose bicycle he's locked away. Well, then he fixes the bike, takes it back to the young man who, uh, at his place of work, and his co-worker is wearing mascara, and Ove says, are you one of those gays? And he says, yeah, I'm one of those gays. And before long, they show up at his door saying, his dad kicked him out of the house. Ove, can he come and stay with you? And Ove's like, no, come on. <laughs> and then the next day, when Ove makes his judgmental rounds, checking on everything in the neighborhood, here's his new friend who's going with him on this journey. Along the way, during this movie, what happens is these strangers become friends. They begin to help one another. They become a real community where they're working together as a community. And the transformation in Ove is remarkable, but so too the whole neighborhood, that whole little community. But here's the thing. What being a friend to a stranger does for us and for them is we're pulled outside of ourselves. We're no longer self-focused and only worried about the way we feel and the things we do and how terrible whatever is. Instead, now we're connected to others and that kind of being in relationship, being together, working together, caring for one another is actually the heart of the gospel. As some of you know the wonderful spiritual writer Barbara Brown Taylor. Uh, if you haven't read her, I highly recommend. And she has this chapter on the practice of encountering others, which is a way of talking about hospitality. And she's talking about the desert fathers, you know, these ascetics who would go and live in caves in the desert. Uh, who seemed like they were solitary individuals, but of course they would always come together in community. They understood how important that was. And she says that uh, the wisdom of the Desert Fathers includes this idea that the hardest spiritual work in the world is to love the neighbor as the self to encounter another human being, not as someone you can use, change, fix, help, save, enroll, convince, or control, but simply as someone who can spring you from the prison of yourself if you will allow it. God gives us this chain of Love. God gives us the opportunity to be a friend of God so that we can then be a friend to the stranger. And the amazing thing is when we plant those seeds, when we extend hospitality in the world, we find that we are the one who is deepened and enriched by having made a friend of a stranger. And so, people of God, our challenge this week is to offer hospitality to a stranger. Find someone somewhere in the week ahead and just extend that gracious love of God. When we do that, 
we will find that the world does begin to change. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit,